Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. Got another episode with just me today, and today I'm going to be answering listener questions. I'm going to tackle two questions one that's about relationships and how to know if a relationship, specifically a marriage, has an expiration date. And the second one is about people pleasing and showing up inauthentically in relationships and how to show up more authentically to have more healthy connections with people and be more successful in life in an authentic way. Before we dive in, I want to speak to all my listeners who need a high-performance laptop but may not be businesses yourself. Maybe you're a graphic designer, a video editor, Photoshop illustrator, people who work from home. I have a special offer for you from Hewlett Packard, so listen up. When it comes to technology, the upgrade from a consumer-grade PC to a business-class PC is often very worthwhile. Here's the difference a business-class device can make for you. First, performance. Business class PCs often offer both better performance and longer battery life, allowing users to work faster and longer while on the road. Support. Every HP Elite PC comes with HP Elite Premium Support, providing 24-7, 365 days a year dedicated service from a U.S.-based specialist who's dedicated solely to supporting HP Elite products. Software and security. HP Elite family products come with security software and features that protect at the data identity and device levels to help you keep your proprietary data safe. Design. To create images that have the impact you want as a graphic designer, you need a laptop with high computing power that can handle multiple functions. And when you're searching for good laptops for graphic design, you have every right to be picky. HP has been a go-to choice for graphic designers for years. And finally, reliability. HP Elite PCs are tested for 115,000 hours to HP's own testing standards to help ensure durability. So here's the offer. Get an extra 10% off on select 8th generation Intel powered HP PCs with code OVERIT until September 17th at www.hp.com slash overit. First question is from Katie. I've been with my husband for eight years since I was 18 and I thought he was the one, my soulmate, my other half. But I've realized that our relationship is based on the prince-princess paradigm of I feel safe and complete when I'm with you and a part of me is missing when we're apart. So I think my marriage has come up on an expiration date. I don't feel that connection that was once there, but I feel that way with other men and consequently have cheated on my husband. He's the sweetest, most caring, most loving man. We're just growing apart and going down different paths which I've realized since becoming deeply invested in my own personal development through reading, meditating, journaling, yoga, etc. I don't think he sees this though, since our relationship has been very codependent for most of the time we've been together. I'm just going in a different direction. My question is, how do I have those tough conversations and how do I know? What if I'm going through a phase and I'll get over it? I've thought about bringing up being in an open relationship, but I don't know how my husband would react. Any clarity or words of wisdom would be helpful. Acknowledge your courage in sharing everything that you shared, and I encourage you to take some action on this soon because it already sounds like you're walking down the road of sabotaging your relationship with the cheating. In terms of offering you clarity or words of wisdom, honestly, it sounds like you've already decided this marriage is over. I say this because you're not writing to me, help me save this. I love him and I want to be with him. You've already made some pretty big conclusions like we're just growing apart and going down different paths. Since you've made these conclusions, you will most likely continue to collect evidence that supports those conclusions. So unless you're willing to drop some of these conclusions and story, from my point of view, you've pretty much already ended the marriage because how can he possibly show up differently if you've already decided you're going down a different path? 
I'm bringing this to your awareness right off the bat because if there's any part of you that wants to reinvent your marriage, that's still possible, but you have to be willing to keep doing your inner work and not look to him to go down the exact same path. The personal development path should eventually lead to more love and less judgment. And the more you break free of your codependent patterning and looking to him just as completion and safety, you may find more depth there. Marriage or any long-term partnership requires a consistent investment, firstly in ourselves and then on the relationship. It sounds to me like there's a mix of acknowledging that he is a sweet, caring, loving man, but also a lot of judgment that he's not conscious enough or doing the work which energetically he feels and is probably making him withdraw a bit out of his own self-protection. Often I think we as women forget that men, even masculine, seemingly in their head men are sensitive. They feel stuff too. And when they don't feel seen or they feel heard or judged, they retreat. That's often perceived as shutting down and not being willing to do the work, but really it's just fear. They don't know what to do. So if there's any part of you that really wants to feel like you gave this your all before you end it, I highly suggest having a very loving, vulnerable conversation with him where you acknowledge what you've done that may have hurt him and ask if he's willing to work together to save and up-level the marriage. Every marriage and long-term relationship needs to be up-level. It needs to grow. You need to grow together. Can't expect it to feel the same as it did eight years ago when you were only 18 years old. So if it's a yes for him and for you, then get a counselor. Don't try to work through this alone. With everything you've been through and the patterns you're both breaking, a counselor for the two of you, as well as one for each of you separately, would be a great investment, in my opinion. All that said, like I said earlier, it does sound to me like you've already made a decision. So let's discuss expiration dates. Yes, it's true that some relationships come to completion, meaning it's no longer in either person's highest good to continue. You've learned what you needed to learn and it's time to move on. I just caution that this choice doesn't come from a reactive place or doesn't come from the belief that someone else would be quote unquote better. You don't want to go the grass is greener thinking, which brings me to the cheating. I understand that exploring things with other men has most likely been part of how you've attempted to get some clarity and also get needs fulfilled by others that your husband was not fulfilling. But now I highly, highly, highly encourage you to stop all relationships with other men even friendships that have a very intimate connection because right now, Kelly, this is about you, your connection to yourself and your higher power, whatever that is. You mentioned codependence. If you're getting your needs, any needs satiated outside of you by other men in any way, you'll just continue to reinforce this pattern. You asked for my words of wisdom, so I'm being super direct here and speaking from both personal and professional experience. When a relationship ends, it's tempting to look to another to get what we were not getting in that relationship. But whatever we were not getting from our current partner is the exact thing we have not been giving to ourselves. If you move forward with a separation, it's time to focus on you, to go in and heal past issues that have led to this kind of relationship patterning you've identified as problematic. Please do not leave because you want to dive into another relationship or think another man's going to be so much better for you. The only relationship to dive into right now is between you and you. Your question about an open relationship is coming back. Your question about an open relationship is tied to your habit to look outside of you for completion. So until you really do the inner work to get clear on you and what you actually want, my sense is an open relationship would just ultimately be a disaster and would distract you from having an intimate monogamous relationship with yourself. I'm not saying you have to be on your own forever, but for now, that's my best advice. Finally, I'll address your question about how to have these challenging conversations with him. I go back to my advice about getting some help from a counselor. Even if you're clear you're going to split, you can have a conscious uncoupling. 
You have to talk to him in the presence of a trained professional, which is going to make these talks easier. I'm curious if he knows about the cheating. My sense is he does, even if he's not consciously aware of it. On some level, he probably knows. That's a very tough conversation to have, which is why I'm recommending getting some professional support around it. Also, when having these conversations with him, use I language. Don't go into, you make me feel this way. Don't go into blame. Talk about what you're experiencing, what you're learning, what you're feeling, what you're observing. Again, stay out of the blame because when someone feels blamed, their defenses go up and it doesn't make for productive communication. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him for all the ways that he has been an amazing husband and everything that you do love about him. In fact, that's a good place to start with the conversation. Take responsibility, especially if you bring up the cheating. Take responsibility. It was your choice. Don't put that blame on him. Don't interrupt him when he's talking and perception check so that you can make sure message sent is message received. Ask him, what are you hearing me saying? When he's communicating to you, repeat back what you're hearing him say so you can make sure you're on the same page. Basically, this is going to be a tough conversation. There's no way to sugarcoat it, but what it seems like now is you're just in a pattern of avoidance. So I encourage you to put your big girl pants on here and address this head on because it's not fair to either one of you to be in a marriage where there's lies, deceit, and a yearning to have something different. I hope this helps. Okay. My next question is from Anthony, but before I read his question, I want to define one of the terms that he uses, which is gold plating. The actual process of gold plating is covering another material in gold. So it looks like gold, but underneath it's really not. As an expression, gold plating means we're wearing a mask and putting on a front that everything is gold or okay, or it's like putting on our best, most shiny surface where underneath it's not. In other words, it's a way to be a bit of a people pleaser or wear a mask and not be one's authentic self for fear of rejection, being judged, and so on. So now with that explanation, let's go on to the question. Dear Christine, I just turned 40 and have a strategy of gold plating. The feeling behind this being I'm not good enough on my own. So if I provide this extra excessive service, I'll be accepted and included. This has worked so much that I'm considered successful in my job, but it's dead end work and has no growth potential. I've come to view my default as more of a feminine strategy of appeasing, being convenient to others versus a more masculine strategy of negotiating, competing for resources and have traced this behavior back to my childhood. The conflict I have is while the strategy has been a useful path to get ahead, it has long-term consequences that are beginning to manifest. For me, the strategy is dead end as it creates a lack of authentic relationships and turns me into a commodity. The behavior also attracts people in a business sense that value being appeased or being told their ideas or themselves are right, regardless of the reality of the situation. This is not good for me and it's also not a good example for my two young kids. So my question is, what can I do to maintain the good aspects of this behavior, if there are any, while developing new behaviors that attract people into my life who value mutual benefit and growth? On a base level, I know that I'm enough on my own, but empirically, I have to bring this gold plating thing to the table. What can I do to form authentic connections without the gold plating? Okay, Anthony, great insight here. And I love and support your willingness to shift this pattern. Even submitting this question is a huge step. So bravo. I'll address your questions one by one. So the first question, what can you do to maintain the good aspects if there are any while developing new behaviors to attract more healthy people into your life? Well, really, this is about going back to the core issue where this behavior developed. And I see this so often, and this is why I'm so happy to be able to do the show and 
offer my personal mastery course and have a book like Expectation Hangover because so often we want to learn new behaviors. You know, what can I do to change this? What are the new behaviors I can implement? But to shift most things, it's really about going back. It's not about having a new way of being because our most authentic way of being will come forward when we go back and remove the limiting beliefs, the core wounds, the strategies we've developed to stay safe and protect ourselves. So on this show, I talk a lot about something called compensatory strategies. I share more about that in my book, Expectation Hangover, and I teach a lot about it in my personal mastery course. And basically a compensatory strategy is something we developed at a young age during a time when we felt unsafe or not approved of, or like we didn't belong in some way. We had to, we had to come up with a compensatory strategy to feel validated, to feel loved, to feel safe. Mine is being an overachiever. You know, I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I didn't fit in. I felt like people didn't like me. So I did more. Yours, Anthony, and for a lot of people listening, is this gold plating thing. It's also similar to people pleasing. It's putting on a mask. It's appeasing. It's doing something else to get that validation. So this is going back to the time where you developed this behavior and healing that. You know, going back to those younger parts of you and re-educating, almost rewiring your brain so that you don't have love attached to appeasing others because that's where your programming is. You have love and safety and security attached with appeasing others. So it's really hard to go and change that behavior unless you unhook love and security and belonging with appeasing others. And that's really about giving yourself that, being that parent to that little boy inside of you and approving of yourself, validating yourself, giving yourself that thing you look to from others. It's also about being more authentic in your communication. And that involves not being overly concerned with upsetting others. You know, to break the behavior of gold plating and people pleasing, you have to be okay with saying things that might not make other people like you. Now, that doesn't mean you're a jerk. It just means you're more authentic. So the thing is, Anthony, you're being more strategic than you are authentic in your communication. Be okay with not appeasing people. And if you really work on self-approval and acceptance, you'll experience much more peace with not having to please everybody else. And in terms of developing those new behaviors that attract new people, again, we're most likely to attract healthy relationships when we're healthy inside of ourselves. And you said that on a base level, you know you're enough on your own. Well, I challenge that because if you really didn't know that on a feeling level, you wouldn't be gold plating. It wouldn't be an issue at all. When we fully love and accept ourselves and feel that unconditional love, don't just think it as a concept, but feel it and let go of what others think of us, we naturally start forming more authentic connections. And finally, you mentioned masculinity versus femininity. I encourage you to go back and listen to the Coach's Corner episode I did with my man, Steph Savandos. It was a couple weeks ago. And also for you, Anthony, and any men listening, take a look at his program, reclaimyourkingdom.com. It's amazing men's work. And I think that we live in a time where it's a little bit harder for men to take off the mask because we're just starting to discover what the healthy masculine is. And so if that resonates with you, Anthony, or anyone else, I encourage you to take a look at that as well. The final thing I'll say to you, Anthony, is 
it's so important that you're answering this question. And like you said, you want to model for your kids healthy behavior. And the way you do that is you take care of that little kid inside of you and let him know that he's loved and accepted just for who he is, that he is gold. His true essence is gold. He doesn't have to cover anything up with the illusion of gold because at your core, Anthony, you are golden. And before I sign off, I want to thank my sponsor, True Car. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. Much love and many blessings. Until next time. 